0: Um, here with us listening and I'm uber appreciative of my co-host Troy Blankenship, another awesome cool hypnotist. Hey Troy.
1: Lauren, how are you? Good I'm morning.
0: Great. Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing fantastic. I don't know if people are going to be listening to this this morning or later on today or maybe next week, but it is morning time for us and it's always great starting the morning talking about hypnosis. At least that makes me happy.
0: I was going to say good day, but I guess it could be evening. Good time, you guys.
1: <laughs> I think that's what they say in Australia, right? Good day.
0: Good, good day, mate. Huh? We'll have to bring an Aussie on and, and ask them specifically. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do have an international guest. Um, that,
1: that's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, she's not from Australia, but <laughs> from Brazil, right? We have a very talented and skilled Lou Cami. So Lou is, is coming to us and, and now she lives here in the States, but she has a very uh, successful hypnosis practice and she does a lot of things with her hypnosis. And we wanted to bring Lou on for, you know, different reasons, obviously. But one of the, one of the reasons was because in her practice, she likes to explore the creativity and how people can be creative in their life moving forward and how it can really shift and change someone, uh, you know, in, into whatever that next chapter is in their life. So Lou, welcome to Co-Creation Nation. How are you this morning?
2: Yes, I'm great. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here with you guys. I love the show, and okay. uh, I will recommend to all my clients and friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we appreciate that. So I know Lou, you've you've listened to. Uh, I think you told us off off camera there that uh, you listened to a couple of our episodes before coming on, and it's yeah. our honor and our pleasure to have you on. But you know, I think for everybody to to really get a good background, uh, you know, and understand where you're coming from and about your experience, let's go back to the beginning. What got you involved? Like, what got you interested in hypnosis?
2: Yeah. So, for for more, let's see, more than five years, I've been working as a coach, as a soul coach, and spiritual spiritual teacher and uh, I found something was missing in my practice. And I realized that for some cases, for specific situations, I could not actually help. And then when I went and I started studying hypnosis, I found uh, something so magical and beautiful about this technique that, um, and then I was able to truly um, help my clients adding this technique to my toolbox.
1: Mm -hmm. i got you so what what is so you're talking about these techniques right Mm -hmm. because i know lauren and i have spoken about this before i mean every Mm. hypnosis practitioner is going to be different in terms of how they you know help somebody right yeah i mean the modalities and the practices are just as varied as all the hypnosis practitioners worldwide so for you what what makes these techniques special to you like why do you believe in them so much like how do they how do you see how these specific skills and techniques that you teach your clients? How do you see them affecting their lives?
2: You know what I think is incredible about hypnosis It's because you uh, you teach your client to use your clients to use their own inner resources, and you give the right tools so they can experience themselves. They can they can grow their self confidence, and they can. Um, learn more about themselves and sm- sometimes i think before what i was doing i was trying to give something from the outside and with hypnosis i thought that i i I, I, w- I began to teach them how to use their own resources in order to create change and i think that for me was a big shift in perception about healing about um transformation in general.
0: That was so well said. I really um, resonated with that. And I can feel mm-hmm. your passion for it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to be the, the um, gatekeeper of resources. You want people to have their own because they're unique. They need their own unique inner resource.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, w- what I think is beautiful in our practice as a uh, hypnotist or hypnotherapist is that we don't see we don't see sickness in people. We see them healed and whole, and we just help them remember who they are, right? Um, I, I also teach a Course in Miracles. I have a group for women, and uh, there is a beautiful passage from the Course in Miracles that says that um, sickness is the belief that you are powerless. And, um, and I think in hypnosis, we are bringing this power back, right? This power, this mind power, this spiritual power back to our lives. And, um, and I think that's the beauty of hypnosis.
0: I'm getting goosebumps. Maybe I should turn my AC down a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I love what you said about power. Cause you know, Troy has this word and I love the way he says it and, and it's empowerment because when he says it, it's, it's infused with, with an energy. I mean, he's a hypnotist, you know, mm-hmm. as we all are. So he makes it visceral. It really is about every person out there being their own innate, natural state of power. It really, we are dehypnotizing people mm-hmm. away from stories of disempowerment that somehow they need to do or change so that they're more. You're already more than enough.
2: Exactly. And it's not about adding more stuff. It's about just deprogramming what is the wrong perceptions. It's just de- deprogram the subconscious so we can just access the superconscious, which is our higher self, our healing power, right? Our creative intelligence, right? And then we, when we talk about creativity, this creative intelligence, this infinite potential is already within us, right? We are not going to catch this somewhere else. And I think this um, this process that we do with our clients is all about removing the, the garbage, removing the wrong perceptions and just returning to your infinite potential that that holds the healing, right? That holds the, the creative um, aspect of your soul.
0: Yeah, I definitely would have signed up for that at um, career day if someone had come in <laughs> and said, <laughs> you know, oh, do you want to help people self-actualize? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> Oh
2: well,
0: wow, Lou, you said you know you you were already in the spiritual, um, intuitive coaching work. How did hypnosis come across your lap? Because I meet people who are who are in this alternative health industry, and still for them hypnosis is is sort of in the back corner. It's the one that's just you know too weird, or you know you're controlling other people's mind, and they want to empower people. They don't want to control people.
2: Hmm. Yes. That's a really good question. Um, I, found, I, I found that we are in different moments in our lives. And I think sometimes hypnosis can truly help us get from one, le- one level to another level to function in the world, you know, because hypnosis can help us with, sickness, with disease. Pain, body pain, and focus, concentration, attention, memory. Sometimes you just need this, some tools to to you know move forward in your life. And for me, hypnosis is actually first I used for myself, and then I, I started using with with clients. But I had a lot of difficulties to concentrate, to ground myself, to focus and that sometimes spiritual people they are really out there and sometimes it's difficult to ground it's difficult to maintain to function in the world right and i think the the beautiful the beauty the beautiful part is that how can we combine and align our spiritual path or our soul's purpose with our careers or with our life physical life right so i think everything must be aligned
0: yeah absolutely i know troy you're entranced with with this accent
1: I, I just love it i mean luke could be talking about you know anything and i would just be like oh my god just keep talking please <laughs>
2: <laughs> you guys are so empowering
1: <laughs> so uh, we, we get this question quite often lou and and i really love for you to take you know a stab at it yourself you know, when, when clients come in and they work with you, right? And I really like the idea that you have this creative aspect with your practice because we have not yet had somebody on the show here at Co-Creation Nation that, mm-hmm. that specifically can talk to this creative aspect and how they run that in their practice. So I think that's really great. But for you, you know, people always ask us, people are just curious, you know, what is the experience of hypnosis like? How do I know I can be hypnotized, Right. How do I know that I'm going to be seeing some success or have the result, right? Because I've tried this, that, and the other. And I've been promised all these things over all these years. And nothing has seemed to work for me. I haven't tried hypnosis yet, right? So if somebody was to ask you that question, right? Like, what is the experience of hypnosis? How does it it work? Like, because people are just, like I said, they're curious. How would you answer that?
2: yeah i always demystify what hypnosis is i always say i i take it really you know easy on that because hypnosis basic um basically you, you are just relaxing the critical factor of the mind you are relaxing the ego thought system and you are just coming in connection you are just Entering the space of, you are connecting with your soul, you're connecting with your higher self. So I try to demystify this process. Basically, I think what we are all doing, I think from my perspective, uh, is we are leading people to connect with their higher self, their creative intelligence. And we can start by just, let's relax the body. Let's relax the critical mind. Let's uh, shut down the inner critic. And then right. what is there? Right. So I think when we just make it easier for them to connect with themselves, they will, you know, slow down the, 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 the monkey mind, right? Right. Because this fear is all it, it, it's all about also, it's the monkey mind analyzing, overanalyzing the situation and the process, the healing yep. process, right?
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's a beautiful way to put it. Um, I always say, you know, people are so wedded to their stories. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, yeah. people don't understand like who I'd be, who, who would I really be if I didn't have that narrative? If I didn't, if I didn't sell myself on this story, if I didn't really say that this anxiety is a part of me or that I'm just overweight and that's who I am as a person. Right. And it's like, you know, it's like, That's a tough one for people, right? So when you say, you know, shutting down that critical factor, turning off the ego part, right? I mean, this is what I think of, you know, that's, that's what goes across my mind is someone is so wedded Mm. to their story, to their narrative, right? It's like, how can I move past that? Mm. So the fact that you're talking about being creative and turning these things off, and that's exactly what hypnosis does, right? It gives people more options and more variables, and and, uh, and more choices moving forward. I think it's very special. And it's something that I think in our society here, at least in my opinion, uh, people don't explore this enough because mm-hmm. they don't realize how powerful they truly are.
0: We know people can be afraid of the unknown.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're comfortable with the discomfort. You know, the, the pain may not be intense enough because the pleasure is so elusive, you know, so that versus... You know, pain or, or pleasure. What's motivating you? Which is why I really love when people are being creative to discover who they are. Um, that you are helping women, you know, ground and connect to that inner natural natural ability to um, to be led by intuition. You know, we each have an individual um, perspective and and preference and and mm-hmm.
2: unique desires. Yeah, yeah, I love I love what you said um, because uh when we are attached to pain or to our own narrative we actually get a lot of attention right so it's it's also it's a it's a bad way to um get what we want right because we are all moving towards pleasure so we are all moving towards love we want to feel love we want to feel connection right but the way that we are doing this and then sometimes this comes from childhood right we are we are creating our self sense of identity, um, until the age of seven, basically we are, um, learning who we are and if there was any situation that caused you to believe that you were unworthy then you created mechanisms to get attention so you create sickness you create your narratives and stories right and then the uh, i think when we work with creativity when we allow ourselves we will work with our inner child this inner child that you know is expressing herself in a way that sometimes is not, um, is not creating growth in life, right? So when you work with your free flow, your, your free creative flow, you can do painting, you can sing, you can know anything, you are moving the energy that's stuck within you. You are moving this unconscious mind, you are expressing you are I, I think you are cleaning your house a little bit, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I love that idea cleaning the house your your body your space yeah which is the way you move through life in this ever present now time
2: mm-hmm. because our
0: minds I know will sometimes keep us prisoner to the past and then almost blind us to think the past is going to be the way the future is because like we're talking about that's potentially a pain state but it's somewhat comfortable we're, we're okay with the pain because of who cares why you know it doesn't matter we're, we're not Psychoanalysts, we don't need to to dive into the story because it's um, a perception of story, and this is what we do. We empower you to remember. You can shift your perception, and it can stair step, like Tori and I've talked about before. It stair steps you in that up direction.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah.
0: Now, Lute, are you working with men also? Because I know you know men have a feminine side, so mm-hmm. it's like the energy you're working with the the inner you know, feminine creativity, but you're working mm. with men and women.
2: I, I work mainly with women, but I, I've had some, um, um, men clients, mm-hmm. but I work mainly with women, uh, for now. Yeah. My practice is really, um, towards women.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows, right. The future, but I do think we're, um, we're as a society evolving in such a way that we can allow every gender to express whatever you know um personality context they're most resonant to because we should all be creative we should all be um i I, want to say aggressive but that's not the right word for men (laughs) i'm talking (laughs) about the yang and the yin energy you know the 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 going and the receiving
2: yeah yeah what what do you think about this uh i love it, what you said about the yin and yang the feminine and the masculine i actually been studying a lot Jung recently and we are studying anima animals what do you think about how do you think we can create more balance between the masculine and the feminine within ourselves i love that
0: uh, my opinion would be self-unity understanding that that you in your own Um, You know, world, which is all this uh, complicated perception and masks contain everything. And as you contain everything, the reflections you see in other people can reflect back everything. So you're not in any way void and you don't need this dependency for them to show up in any specific way. So they can be whoever they're choosing to be in that interaction. And then you get to be um, the way that your heart brain is most asking you to be at that time. And that's the way I think we can both show up and share and grow um, in love.
2: Ah, oh, this is so beautiful.
1: Yeah. I think I think it's a it's a very subjective question. I think it's a great mm-hmm. question, but it's always going to be subjective, right? It's, going to, it's always going to be up to the individual. But for me, I would mm-hmm. say it's just general acceptance. Right? Not always beating yourself wow. up all the time, you know, allowing these parts to merge, just go with the flow and just being, you know, hey, you know, this is I mean, all, all we are is a state of change, right? We're always changing. We're always moving, we're always flowing. And it takes a lot of energy when we flow in the wrong direction, right? When we try to flow upstream. Yeah. So I think you know, just general acceptance, showing yourself self-compassion, understanding that you're human, right? Mm-hmm. Moving forward, understanding that just because you've made decisions in the past that maybe weren't the best, or maybe put you in, in, in a in a negative light, it doesn't mean that those past decisions or your past history is going to dictate in any way, shape, or form your future. That's what Mm -hmm. I, that's how I see it. Right. Just moving forward and understanding that all we ever are is in a constant state of change. I mean, I know for me, when, when somebody comes in and they say, Oh my God, I got this, that, and the other. Right. I mean, I work with anxiety, right. So I've had this anxiety for the last, you know, whatever it is, 15 years, you know, yes, that's how you've been, but Mm -hmm. who do you want to be moving forward? Mm -hmm. How do you want to feel? tomorrow, right? Focusing on that instead of going in the past. So when you focus on something in the future, for me, in my practice, I always say, let's focus on that, because that's the better narrative.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it what you said about self-acceptance, because uh, our physical body, the, the, this, the, 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 from a from physical perspective, the, the, the world that we live in, the body that we, we live in, it's just an illusion, it doesn't, isn't, doesn't belong to eternity. The only thing that belongs to eternity is your, your soul, your consciousness, and that, that, that is um, perfect as it is, right? So when we work with self-acceptance, we are, we, we, we are just um, working with self-forgiveness as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: right I, I had a client that she was uh, struggling with weight and then I you know it was a little difficult to work I was not actually touching the right points and then I remember that one day I spent like one afternoon reading the notes and reading books and trying to figure out how can I really help her and then at the end I came to realization that she needs to forgive herself And then I wrote, I I gave her an assignment of uh, letters of forgiveness, self-forgiveness. So do these letters every every night before sleep, forgive yourself for all your choices and mistakes and errors. And she said that she did that. And after that, she was feeling like free, free. And and so I think that is really aligned with what you said, because actually there's nothing wrong with us, right? And when we are stuck or when we are sick, there is some part of us, some part of us that is saying, I'm I'm bad, I'm unworthy, I did something wrong, right? Yeah. That is repeating.
1: I'm I'm glad you brought up uh, an example of of uh, of a of a client that you worked with because I was actually gonna ask that question, you know. So like I was curious, maybe you can give us another example since you already just gave us one, but like, what what are some changes, right? Somebody comes to you, a client comes to you and they want to you know, get in this creative flow, be in this creative state. They want to come work with Luke Cami. What what are some of the experiences? What are some of the shifts and the changes that you've seen in, in maybe some of your clients? Can you give us an example or two? Uh,
2: what the changes, can you repeat the question? Oh, so Troy? Lauren and
1: I, we always say, right? We're always like, we, we always feel like we have the best seats in the house. You know what I mean? Because we have the front row seat to the change that we see in our clients. So like, for example, somebody comes in and they may want to, you know, get over anxiety, right? They've had anxiety for the past two decades, the last 20 years, something like this. And then all of a sudden they have, you know, three, four five sessions, you know, within a couple of weeks and they see these changes and they see these results and they have this success, right? So for me and for Lauren, when we deal with people like this, Uh, we're very honored and and humbled and blessed, you know, to to be in that front seat and see how somebody can, I mean, you can hear it in their voice. You can see it in their mannerisms. They come and they tell you their successes. So I'm curious for you, you know, what kind of things, what kind of shifts, what kind of success have you seen? Maybe there's a client or so that really stands out to you where they've come in and, you know, they're stuck in their ways. They don't know how to move forward. You've helped them. You know, what kind of experiences like that can you, can you love
2: it? Yeah. Thanks for, Clarifying, because this sure. answer can be so complex <laughs> sometimes, but I, we can simplify. Uh, so, yeah, I had a client that uh, she was struggling with actually alcohol, alco- 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 alcohol, alcohol,
1: mm-hmm.
2: alcohol, um, She did not have she never had a boyfriend and uh, she was underpaid in the job. And in six months, she found a, a love, a love romance. Found a, She moved to a h- huge um, to another level in, in, in her career, and she stopped drinking. Mm-hmm. And I can tell we work on many things: past life regression. But one thing, and then I we created the code of manifestation code. And I, I, I this manifestation code, I, I asked, please tell me what did you do differently during the six months, and we created a list and then i said this is our manifestation code this is what works for you is not a formula and one thing that she told me that i can tell you is and, and that i i love this because i also use for myself she journal every day asking the same question what is the perfect plan of my life and she was journaling about that and the answers were coming through her the intuition the creative self Mm -hmm. started to express, and she moved forward guided by her own inner self, her own inner guidance, her inner guidance. And and for me, I think my, my pleasure is to see people having the tools to work and not rely on anybody else. They have the tools and then they move forward in life with what resonates with them.
0: I love it. It's wonderful. Like a great explanation as to how hypnosis is helping people. You know, because like you said with with your weight loss client, you had different um, angles for things that you were tagging, but she couldn't come to you and say, Hey, I'm holding on to this extra weight because I feel heavy inside because I haven't forgiven myself. She didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So you, so you didn't know it. I mean, you know, through, through coaching and intuition, you can uncover that. Um, but for some people, it's so painful. You don't want to dig and dive and, and analyze um, be, because it's an interpretation that they have, you know, it could be somebody else telling them they had that, that thought or feeling mm-hmm. it their own genuine state. So I think about us as being um, mirrors. And like you'd said at the beginning, we, we reflect back that um, that actualized version of themselves that can exist right now, because the conscious mind might say, Oh sure. It's possible in the future. If you do a bunch of this or stop doing all of that.
2: Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah.
0: So I thought that was a cl- very clear mm-hmm. picture of how you supported a woman to change nearly everything in her life, but mm-hmm. she made the change. You just were the, uh, the observing party um, assisting her to to get, get her in power i don't know why i keep saying aslo's hierarchy of needs like self-actualized but <laughs> what i'm into today
2: it's a holistic i think healing is holistic uh, I, I, I sometimes i use healing as a word but we can use transfer self-transformation mm-hmm. i sometimes uh, w- what i believe is that Sometimes clients come with one problem, one issue, but then we will discover that actually there is another thing that must, we could give more attention and then would affect all the areas, right? And sometimes we are just investigating until we discover the root of that weight, right? The root of that addiction. And um, sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but when we get into the point of what they need it's wonderful
1: yep. mm-hmm. I agree and, I, and I'll say I'll say to uh, Lou that I mean I, I have this conversation with quite a few of my clients I know uh, what greater gift is there realizing your own empowerment and realizing that you know you have this true personal power because you I, I completely 100% agree with you right it's like mm-hmm. you give someone the tools you give somebody the modalities and the strategies right and the methodologies And you allow them to take it and become powerful. They're not relying on you or Lauren or myself. They're only relying on themselves. And that's Mm -hmm. what really sets, in my opinion, that's what sets hypnosis apart. Because I don't want somebody coming to me for months or years. I want somebody to understand that they have this power within them. So, you know, we're all teachers. We're all guides. We're all facilitators. But moving forward, the individual, right? I'll give you a great example. Somebody came. I was talking with someone just the other day about driving anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. driving anxiety. So I'm helping them, but I'm not, I'm never going to be in the car with them. (laughs) They have to rely on themselves,
0: Mm -hmm. know what to do
1: and how to do it when they get in the car and merge onto the highway. Does that make sense? I'm not Mm -hmm. with them in the car, but what I can do is I can give them the right tools and the right strategies in the session so that they're confident and knowing what they need to do moving forward in their life. So they can merge onto the highway. They can take the left turns. They can go to the beach. They can drive eight hours. Whatever it is, you know, and that's what realizes. You know, that's what people realize. Oh, I have this power. And that's, I mean, what greater gift is there than someone realizing that power for themselves? In my opinion, I don't think there's there's really much much of a greater gift that anyone can self actualize and realize in their life.
0: That's why we're so happy with Absolutely. what we do. I mean, this mm-hmm. this career, you know, the way that we all found it, and um, and just continue to dive deeper and deeper into it and, and create whatever mediums need to exist so that more people um, understand hypnosis after it's been demystified, you know, after we remove, um, you know, the Hollywood angle. Uh, Troy, did you know there's a guy in Switzerland, a hypnotist who will get in the car with people for uh, driving anxiety? <laughs> really? <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I have heard people uh, that, that, that do that stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard people do that. I mean, they'll go in hospital rooms, they'll go into cars, they'll go on airplanes. Uh, they'll go out to parties if there's a social anxiety component. I have for the people like that, but I mean, you know, my my practice is is global, so I mean, I'm not going to be able to <laughs> get in everybody's car with them if they're in a different state or a different country, for example. But yes, I do know I do know that there are people out there that do this.
2: <laughs> but if Troy, somebody... go ahead. Troy, c- can you share with us what uh, one of the tools that you recommend um, for people that are suffering with? Um, driving anxiety because i i suffered that as well sometimes mm-hmm. and i've been doing some hypnosis sessions and helped me a lot i i think i still need to do some work so what what do you what would you recommend and what did you find successful for people that are struggling with this
1: so well a couple of different things right because i don't know if, if lou you know this about me i know it. well maybe you do because you've listened to a couple of the episodes on the podcast here but i used to have anxiety which is why i helped the anxiety market Right. So Mm -hmm. for me, it started when I got on airplanes. Right. I felt trapped. I feel like I couldn't get out because when you're at, you know, 20,000 or 30,000 feet, it's not like you can go up to the cockpit and be like, hey, can you kind of pull over? I need a breather. It's not going to happen. Right. So I was like, all right, fine. I won't get in airplanes. I'll just drive. So what happens is as you teach your brain that this is acceptable behavior, oh, you're not going to be getting on an airplane anymore the brain will start to generalize. And this generalization then for me trickled down into automobiles because again, I felt trapped, right? Mm -hmm. So the brain is learning. The brain is realizing this is acceptable behavior. Now to your brain, your brain doesn't care. Your brain thinks that it's doing you a service. It's protecting you, right? But in reality, what it's doing is it's putting you into a corner. It's limiting your choices. So now I have trouble uh, driving around town, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I could do it, but it was a struggle. And then it generalized even more to elevators and it generalized even more to rooms that I walked into that were not in my own house. And the door was closed because I felt, I always felt trapped. So for me, you know, I went to doctors, they wanted me to go on medicine. I, for me, I didn't, didn't think that that was the right thing for me. So I didn't do that. Um, I went to talk, you know, I, I went to the traditional route to talk therapy and all this stuff, right? None of it worked. I did acupuncture, acupressure. And nobody ever told me that hypnosis was an option. So I had to do my own research. And when I went to my first hypnosis session for this, I remember walking out of that office and realizing this is so different. Like I I don't, I've never felt this calm. I never felt this way before. Mm -hmm. So I had to go back a couple of times, but I taught my brain something different. So Mm -hmm. when somebody is having trouble getting in an airplane or an automobile or an elevator or a room or whatever it is, right? And they have that claustrophobia or they have that anxiety or whatever it might be, it's stimulus response, Mm -hmm. right? Somebody, it's a stimulus response because door closes or the plane takes off and people, what happens is they don't finish that movie in their brain. Because what happens is when somebody Mm -hmm. thinks about getting in an automobile, their brain stops the story at that crescendo moment of when they know they're going to feel anxious. Uh They never finish the story as to when they get to their destination, get out of the car, and now they're able to enjoy a walk at the park. Does that make sense?
0: Mm -hmm. Their
1: brain stops the story when they get on the airplane and the plane takes off and they're feeling anxious. It never finishes the story for when they land and they step off the plane and now they have a two-week tropical vacation. So we have to create neural flexibility. We have to create this cognitive flexibility in the brain because people get really stuck in their stories. Like I was saying before, they don't allow their brain to, you know, finish it. So we have to prod, we have to nudge, we have to become flexible with the story in someone's brain. So since you mentioned driving anxiety, I think one of the best things that people can realize is that number one, they're not their story. This can be fixed. I worked with somebody in Southern California last summer who had driving anxiety. And I, don't, I don't know if you've ever been out to Southern California, but they have like eight lane highways each way. So it's 16 lanes. Right. And she couldn't for the life of her get on, get on the highway. We worked with her for three sessions and now she's able to drive anywhere she wants. It's like the whole world opens up to her. Right. And it's funny because she just emailed me a couple, <laughs> a couple months ago and she goes, so now I'm riding on a motorcycle with my boyfriend. So she, she just, she just <laughs> that's she, amazing. I mean, she like bypassed the four wheels and now she went to two and she's perfectly fine. So, one of the things that I'll suggest for you and for anyone out there, it's a really uh, simple tip. It's a really simple thing that anybody can do. But what you want to do is it's, you know, you, you take like a pen or an Apple or an iPhone or keys or something like that, and you simply pass it back and forth from one hand to the next, right? This is some sort of bilateral stimulation. I don't know if you've heard of this, Lou. Yeah. I know it's out there. But the reason why it works is because, yeah, see Lauren's doing it right now. So what Mm -hmm. the the reason why this works is that anxiety is primarily in one hemisphere of the brain. And when you pass something from one side to the next, to the next, to the next, what you're doing is you're spreading out that anxiety. So it's not going Mm -hmm. to be able to keep itself together, right? Because when people have anxiety or when they have an addiction or a habit or something like that, you have a big neural cluster in the brain. So we're adding flexibility, we're adding this cognitive flexibility into the into the equation here, right? Now people will say, I can't do this when I'm driving 70 miles an hour down the road, and I agree with them because that would be dangerous. But what you can do is as you grab your steer- steering wheel at 10 and two, You can alternately pump your fists and squeeze the steering wheel. It will have the same effect. Oh, that makes sense?
2: Interesting. I love
1: this. If you're a passenger in the car, all you have to do is simply make two fists. Because I know it's going to be a little weird if somebody's next to you and you're passing a ball back and forth or a water bottle back and forth, but you can simply alternately squeeze your fists. Left side, right side, left side, right side. Now, here's the key. You Close your eyes, take a nice deep breath, inhale through the nose expanding your belly and you exhale twice as long through your nose and And then you do it while
2: you're driving
1: (laughs) well well, if you're driving you can do it with your eyes open but if you're a passenger Uh you can keep your eyes open or you can close your eyes it doesn't matter right okay everybody else it looks like you're taking a nice deep breath Mm -hmm. but this is something that again what you need to do is because your brain is going down that old road of anxiety it's going down that old path that it's known so much over the last months or years or however long you've been dealing with it, right? Mm-hmm. What you're doing when you're doing a, some, sort of, some sort of stimulation or a fist squeeze, what you're doing is you're putting up a roadblock in the middle of that path because that path has become so worn and so grooved over time. It's the path that your brain knows best. So of course, your brain has learned that it's perfectly acceptable to walk down that path and feel anxious when you're getting in the car or merging onto the highway or making a left turn or whatever it is. So you put up a roadblock to stop that pattern. Now, afterwards, you need to ask yourself, how do you need to be instead? In an ideal world, Lou, how do you need to feel instead? And whatever answer you come up with, right, is the resource state. And that is the state that I tell my clients to focus on because it's much more realistic and much more self-serving to tell somebody to feel confident or feel happy or feel positive rather than the old problem state. So I'm giving you a very rough overview of how this, of how this works. But when I work with a client, for example, we have to get very specific. We have to get very detailed in this because generalization will happen whether it's positive or negative right? The brain will generalize. The brain doesn't care that you can't get in the car. You care, but your brain doesn't. So real quick, I know I ran long on this on this answer for you, but if you could picture anxiety, right, as a tabletop and all of your specific anxious moments as the table legs, like all those moments where you can't get on the highway, when you can't make a left turn, when you feel anxious because you're stopped at a red light, whatever it is, right? We get specific and we knock down enough of those table legs. We knock down enough of those specific anxious moments. And when you knock down enough of them, the tabletop will fall. And the change always happens in the collapse. Does that make sense? Yeah.
2: Wow. Thank you. I love it. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's, yeah, that's something really that I would interesting.
0: suggest. I, I think, mm-hmm. too, Troy, that was such a great um, example. And it, it touches on another me principle of hypnosis because you could ask lou you could have asked a dozen hypnotist you know the question on how they do that and they get success with their driving anxiety clients and you might get a dozen different answers they'll have similarity but it's really the confidence of the hypnotist that is entrancing yeah i mean you know you could feel that from troy i mean he knows what he's talking about he's Mm -hmm. he's specifying it for you and he's going to get feedback you know if you were his client um, to really hear, you know, in the rapport that the two of you have, you know, what are you going to be noticing? Um, what is it specifically that's motivating you to do that? You know, when exactly do you feel anxious uh, when driving? So even though I know it's, it's self-hypnosis, like we've talked about, it's empowering um, to open, you know, our inner conscious to the innate resources, I do think the external support of the hypnotist um, is really that additional key for some of those maybe more messy, you know, blocks or bits. Um, so I know me as a hypnotist, I work with other hypnotists to support me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I work with Troy. I think, um, Lou, you working with Troy would be fun. Maybe we'll do a YouTube or something.
2: Oh my gosh, that that's going to be amazing. Let's do I, I totally feel that we all need, we all, we all need to work on ourselves, it's not because we are helping others that we are fine that we are already, you know, and I, I realized that every time that I kind of stop working, you know, I give myself a break. I, I know I get involved in my own drama or my own, you know, behaviors that I no longer want. So I think it's always interesting to have this community and have the support so we can serve better, right?
0: Absolutely. I yeah. any, any person in the helping industry yeah. should be getting their own help. And it's not a, it's not a sense of weakness, you know. that. no that metric of, of flourishing to self-actualize it never ends you you continue to become more because if here we are at that even higher um, scale of Maslow's hierarchy transcendence you know here we are now as our optimum selves helping others but we need to continue to optimize because time evolves and there continues to to be more potential yeah. So it's a beautiful journey that we um, mm-hmm. experience in life. And I love what you're saying about community because I wanted to talk on that. I know we're running over on time. We haven't even talked about your book. Might need to bring you back on. You've just got <laughs> a lot that you're involved with, but your uh your your community that you um are serving with this, you know, the soul purpose uh driven mission, right? You're helping mm-hmm. them to connect together. Um, and you're you're leading these exercises because I love the one you have about getting out of the um, the confines of control, you know, artistic mm-hmm. expression. Artists are, um, are are usually described as, as having some inner torment. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to produce, but you know, where are the critics? They've got their own critic, they've got external critics. You know, if you're stepping outside the lines like all great artists do, you know, you're doing something that's new and probably bold and you're certainly gonna ruffle some feathers because we're just, innately adverse to change. So tell me about your, your communities and how people can get involved uh, with what you've got going on. We're just okay. really appreciative uh, that you're out there doing it. I mean, it's, it's truly hypnosis is a, it's a growing industry, but it could be growing faster, you know, and there's a lot of really hardworking people out there. Um, even clients that we've had on Troy that we've interviewed mm-hmm. that, that we say, you know, you, you, now could become your, you know, a hypnotist. You're already your own hypno, your own hypnotist. Why not hypnotize other people? So we just appreciate Lou that you're doing uh, what you're doing, and we want people to um, to be able to connect and uh, and find you so they can find you on Instagram, right? lou.cammy.
2: Yes, my website is loukemi.com. My Instagram is lukami. Um, And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to just share a free consultation with anyone that is interested to connect with their sole purpose and release the, the behavior patterns that no longer serve their growth.
0: Yeah. How, how long have you been doing hypnosis? You said five years?
2: Life coaching for about five years and hypnosis for one year. <laughs>
0: Oh, I thought you've been in this for years. Yeah, you know.
2: Uh... <laughs> yeah. In, in the past, I was doing a lot of more um, energy healing as well and 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 soul coaching, soul's purpose coaching. And now I integrated uh, hypnosis into my work, and it's being really, really fun and really beautiful as well.
0: I'm so excited for you. You're, I think that the whole um, market that you serve and the way that you your demeanor, I mean, you really have your, you know, the open heart and you have a genuine um, drive to just be there for all people. So I know you're going to touch a lot of lives. And um,
2: well, she already is. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. she already is. I mean, think about uh, the, just the examples that she talked about today. I mean, with the weight loss client and the, the client with, uh, you know, the alcohol and then all of a sudden, you know, in, in a couple of months, mm-hmm. I mean, she's just in a whole different place. So thank you, Cami, mm-hmm. uh, for coming on here and talking to us. And thank you for doing what you do. Uh-huh. and changing lives and transforming people into the, you know, into their best selves. I mean, moving forward. I mean, that's what it's all about. So we see you and we really appreciate you, Lauren. I think we need to have Lou back. And I just want to, I just want to hear her, her Love accent. That. That's really all I want. I, <laughs> I just want her to come back and just talk. And I'm just going to sit here and listen. because that's. Really <laughs> what I, mean.
2: I did check out
0: the website. She's got some audios.
2: Uh, I, yeah, well, we'll, we, we, we let's do more conversations and, um, guys, I, I I really appreciate you, Lauren. I'm really interested also to know more about your business mentoring. And Troy, I'm really interested to learn more about your techniques for, for driving.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for listening to the podcast, um, even too. And so we'll certainly make sure that you're involved in everything that me and Troy are doing. Um, I think what we'll do one day, Troy, is just get like 10 hypnotists up here and then it'll just be like the the hypnotist the happy hypnotist show or something
1: (laughs) sure why not (laughs) we're quirky enough to do it why not
0: well because it it helps the public recognize um that we're not your creator you are your creator and that's the whole vision for this community Mm co-creation create your life with whatever tools uh work for you you know if, if you want us to be your tools and I tell people that sometimes like I'm your tool or I'm a tool and you know
2: yeah wow just wanted yeah.
0: to to break the um, or to, to sort of interrupt their story because you know sometimes people can come in and it can feel pretty heavy and um, yeah and you just want them to uh, to pause that story so they can create a new story
1: yeah and for anyone who's uh, for for our audience that's listening head on over to Facebook you can connect with us there on Co-Creation Nation let us know what you think about Lou and what what you think about her creative component and her creative perspective in terms of, you know, hypnosis and the change work and the coaching that she does. We would love to hear your uh, your, you know, your, your advice or your comments or just what you think. I mean, you know, this is like Lauren was saying, this is a co-creative experience. This podcast is just as much yours as it is ours. And uh, we love it. We love uh, connecting with each and every one of you
0: absolutely it's we're here for this community you guys so if if you want more practitioners if you want more events more techniques um if you want to join me when i'm attending with lou i'll definitely put some uh details in about that so you can come and join with us live um, for some expressive events so exciting
2: yes uh,
0: thank you so so much
2: i was so happy to be uh, talking with you during this time it was amazing thank you guys thank you lou Talk soon, bye.